ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Marty Layton, and I'm very, very excited about today. Uh, we have some great guests with us that I think you're going to be, uh, you're going to fall in love with. You'll be blessed. You know, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, they'll be sharing some uh, inspirational and incredible insights uh, for this new year, 2022, uh, and I believe a new season that we've entered into. And I truly believe this is a powerful time in the kingdom where old things are passing away and all, all things are becoming new. This is a time of receiving inheritance, a time of breaking through into new levels of victory, and uh, a time of really seeing the hand of the Lord do something supernatural. Amen. You know, as I was preparing for this broadcast, I heard the Lord say, get ready for suddenlies. Get ready for suddenlies, sudden changes and sudden reversals. Amen. So what the enemy planned and uh, thinks will go one way is going to suddenly be reversed and, uh, and turned, turned around. I remember back in uh, February of 2020, the Lord spoke to me about the coming pandemic and that things were going to shut down and uh, we would not be able to do uh, things as usual. We wouldn't have church as usual. We wouldn't have life as usual, but that we, things would be shut down. Uh, but that there was going to be a, um, something in the air that was released against the people like, a, like an attack against the people, and, that, and the Lord said, no, we are now uh, in a spiritual warfare, a spiritual war. And so he gave a word through me that in that same prophetic word that the economy would drop significantly. Uh, but by the end of October 2020, we would see a divine reversal, and the stock market would break 30,000, and it would be a double portion breakthrough. <clears throat> And I honestly don't know much about the stock market, uh, but at the end of October 2020, it broke 30,000 twice. And so these things came to pass, and this is all documented and, and available if you're interested in uh, verifying that. Uh, but I only say all of that to give credibility uh, to what I know the Lord is saying right now. You know, in First Chronicles 12 and verse 32, it talks about the prophets known as the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times and knew what the people of God should do. Uh, you know, I believe God still has prophets today that carry that mantle. And so I want to encourage you with a prophetic insight now. Get ready for suddenlies. Get ready for God to suddenly turn everything around for you. Suddenly things are going to shift and turn around. You know, this is a time of divine reversal. Uh, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turning from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Listen, <clears throat> I believe this. I believe God uh, has heard from heaven, and he is healing our land. And suddenly things are going to turn around. So this is going to be a powerful time together. And uh, you're going to be encouraged. Uh, you know, I've got to tell you, these are, these are life-changing words that you're about to hear. Amen. And so, are you ready for more? Because this is going to be a great time in the kingdom today. Amen. Amen. Well, let's welcome to Speak Life Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond. 
And yeah. I think that people need to understand that the prophetic is far more than just God speaking a word of information that tells us something, but it really carries an impartation that changes us. So every time we're in a time of worship and a prophetic word comes or we're seeking God and God speaks something or we lay hands on somebody and God releases a prophetic word, it really is more than just about the words that are being spoken to give us an information for the future, but it brings an impartation that has the capacity to change us internally, but then also to actually change what's around us. I love Psalms 29 verse four that says the voice of the Lord is powerful. Yes. And that word powerful is a Hebrew word that means the voice of the Lord is a force. So for example, one time I laid hands on it. We laid hands on a young lady. We prophesied to her. God spoke about her past. God spoke about his current processes with her. And then he spoke about some things for her future. And when we got done prophesying, she said, you know what? I was born deaf in this ear. And while you prophesied to me, my deaf ear opened up and I can hear wow. out of that deaf ear. We didn't even talk about healing her ear. We didn't pray for her ear to be healed. Yeah. But the voice of the Lord is a force that actually breaks things open and breaks us through. And I believe stuff like that is happening today. I think that, yeah. uh, you know, you look at the political landscape, you look at what's happening, uh, you know, even globally. Uh, and it looks like there's no hope. It looks like there's things are being choked off. And uh, But I believe that if we'll just continue believing God, will continue to be established, and then the, the following it all the way through, they prospered. Uh, in that day, you know, I, I was reading some of the commentaries, they didn't bring wealth to a battlefield. These were armies who had just come from campaigns of defeating all these other enemy forces, and, and, and they had plundered all that and brought all of that to that battlefield. And so it was a setup from God. Uh, and so it looked like a setback, like we have all said before, but it turned into be it turned out to be a great uh, setup to prosper his people. So they had defeated all these enemies, came to that battlefield, God defeated their enemies before their eyes, and then blessed them and prospered them and blessed them in a way that it carried on for generations. I, I think that's a powerful analogy of uh, what is happening. Uh, in our nation and in the nations of the earth today. Would you agree with that? You know, I, I yeah. think several years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said um, that it was going to be a, a comeback year, not just that year, but it, the season that we're in. And he said, mm -hmm. tell the people of God that their setback is only yeah. a setup for a mighty comeback. Mm -hmm. And it's I awesome. believe that that's really what we're living in right now. Um, yeah. Back at the beginning of 2021, when there was a lot of political confusion, a lot of confusion in the church, um, a lot of division, a lot of different opinions, I just heard the Lord say, I'm up to something. Mm. Yeah. Tell the people, I'm up to something. And I just mm. I, that just brought such a peace to know that through all the turmoil, through all the division, through all the fake news, through all the stuff that's going on in the world right. today, God is saying, you know what, I'm up to something, and I've heard the prayers of my people, and I'm going to work and move on their behalf. So I think that's this, very similar to what he was doing with Jehoshaphat. He was setting them up for a mighty comeback. When I say the greatest move of God ever recorded in church history, it's like going to be like a tidal wave 
of a thousand feet mm -hmm. sweeping through the earth. And certain areas are just going to sweep in tremendously. And it's going to be like all the restoration movements rolled up in one, hitting the earth at one time. And it's starting now. It is beginning to grow. And we're going to see the glory of the Lord fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so all of them in agreement, the greatest days of the church are ahead of us. And then you can get all wrapped up about the government or about a COVID or about pandemics. Jesus said, when, they, when the disciples asked him, well, Lord, what's a sign of your coming? And how will we know when the end is near? And he said, well, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be pandemics. Uh, there'll be famines. There'll be earthquakes. You'll get persecuted. You'll be falsely accused and all of that. But he said, this is not the end. These are only the birth pains of what's coming. In other words, that's the birth pains we're going through for the birthing of the kingdom of God that's about to be manifest on planet Earth. And God's raising up kingdom demonstrators, kingdom influencers in this new third reformation that we entered into in 2008. And I tell you, I, I'm excited. I, I, I don't worry. You know, somebody's oh, you're you're called the father of the prophetic movement. Weren't you shook up and nervous or worried about what was going on in 2021? I said, no, the Lord told me this is happening to be a purging. It's going to purge the prophetic. And uh, those that uh, are, are prophesying out of order or uh, with the presumptuous or any other are going to be challenged and checked out. And it was getting the, the prophet was getting in on on YouTube, places that's not been taught or trained, getting a little weird and way out. And so God had to put a check on it somehow or another. But the true prophets are coming forth like never before. I'm telling you, I've been in this for 60 years, and there's more interest, there's more activity, there's more desire for the prophetic right now than has ever been uh, in all of our 60 years of training, equipping, and activating people. When we come into agreement with God, we begin to see that... Listen, the hand of God is greater than what's going on around us. And he's shaking everything to wake the church up, to remove our enemies, and to deal with those uh, those strongholds of darkness and make a way where there seems to be no way, like splitting the Red Sea or, or coming back from uh, uh, fighting the uh, Amalekites, uh, overtaking yeah. and recovering all and you know i believe we're headed for blessing we're headed for breakthrough we're headed for uh we're transitioning i think we're transitioning out of old wine skin into a new wine skin and into a new uh, uh glorious church full of the authority and the glory garments like you said and the the anointing and the strength of god and uh you know the things Things are under construction right now. It's just we can't see everything built yet, uh, but we're under yes. construction. I can remember one of the times when we were we were uh, in Nashville and we we're coming to speak in your church. We were in this the motel that you put us up in, and all of a sudden the alarm went off next to our bed, and uh, and, and it was like was it like three four o'clock in the morning, and yeah. it's like what is that? And then it's alarm, so I. I, I pressed the alarm, and then all of a sudden, the elevator alarm went off uh, on our floor. I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. And then all of a sudden, there was someone's uh, car horn, uh, like alarm going off out in the car park. And then a, a siren, a, a police siren went past, and I'm thinking, God, what is happening here? And he says, uh, I'm, I'm waking you up, Greg. And I said, yeah. I was awake with the alarm. <laughs> and, and God is saying, 
it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm waking up my church. And I felt like that's really what he was saying. Mm. It's like some people, they, have, they, they still go to sleep after the alarm. They put the snooze button on or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I feel like God is saying, I'm waking up my church mm. because I'm wanting them to know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm speaking yeah, to them. I'm, I'm giving them dreams and visions. Uh, this is a time that we are not to re rely on just us or even just the world or what the experts are saying, but we have to come to the Lord, spend time with him mm -hmm. and find out what he is saying and what he is wanting us to do. Mm -hmm. it's very, it's, I, I believe it's, it's vitally important in the times that we are living in right now. I wanted to ask you, with everything that you see happening in our world today and, and in the church, uh, what do you sense the Lord is saying to the church today? Okay. I would say just for a scriptural foundation, we look at Hebrews 12, the Bible talks about the heavens and the earth will shake and everything will be shaken. World systems will be shaken and that uh, everything will be shaken except the kingdom. Yeah. And what you will also, what you'll also see you, you dovetail that with Matthew 24 and six that all of these things in the last days will happen. It doesn't mean it's the end, but it's the beginning of birth pains. And yes. so what I, what, I, what I see is there is a shaking that's taking place to birth the overcoming church. So I good. Believe, I, believe, I believe that's what we've been going through the last two and a half, three years of God resetting a church to unlock the kingdom. Oh my goodness! And to bring, and to bring about a kingdom demonstration, uh, and so that we've been all going through a birthing process, and so I like to say, uh, pre twenty nineteen, and into now, we've been in this metamorphosis of finding our footing. We've gone through a lot of hard testings, trials different types of things, but everything is being shaken. And, and I'll, I'll stop and let you uh, come back. We have to see it this way. Everything's being shaken, even the religious mountain, which mm. is the churches in the religious. Yes. So it's, it's not about maybe what I want to encourage everyone, what you think you may be doing wrong. You might mm. not be doing anything wrong. Yeah. He's his shaking is to be your making, not your breaking. Yeah. He's making you into a sharp thrusting instrument. I can get in that later out of Isaiah 41, mm. 15. And so, but back to Hebrews, everything will be shaken. The economy, we're seeing it. Uh, the, the political realm, uh, education, uh, family, enemy trying to redefine family. We see all the shaking, but then he says, but only the kingdom shall remain. So I believe God has been getting us into a place to develop a kingdom of God mentality, yes. to develop a kingdom of God overcoming mentality, not just a church mentality. Yes. He builds the church to unlock the kingdom. Mm. And I believe we're moving into a kingdom demonstration era yeah. in this season. So I believe the shaking is part of the great awakening, you know, like mm -hmm. you would shake someone to wake them up. You know, I believe the shaking is part of releasing the great awakening. Contrast that with what what I believe are many false prophets out there constantly preaching a message of despair and discouragement uh, and fear. 
uh, God wants us to come into agreement with him. And, uh, and like you're saying, this is the birthing of something new. We are in a turnaround. We are in our comeback season. And uh, even though it's, it's challenging at times, I, I sense victory in the air. I sense victory in the atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's victory. And I believe there's a fresh fire of baptism. Oh yes. Of fires of fire hitting pulpits, the body Mm. of Christ with a fresh anointing. And I believe this year, especially I call it breakthrough 22. There's a breakthrough in mindsets. There's a Mm. breakthrough in healing. There's a breakthrough uh, coming into a divine strength. I believe God's been blowing a divine strength on us. And another uh, important word I would use too, uh, Marty is the word grace. I believe God's given a a, a divine grace, a divine enablement to navigate through these waters. Mm. And he's really causing us to develop our discernment. Yes. And and out of of Hebrews and how he talks about reason of use and to discern both good and evil. And it belongs to those who have strong, who are able to digest strong meat. And I believe God is causing a maturity. Within yes. us. He's causing a kingdom maturity to be able to not only discern the times and the seasons, but I also like to say to Marty that I, I believe just as it was in the days of Joseph, you look at those atmospheric conditions, it might it might have looked like doom and gloom for those seven years of famine, but God had a solution. I call these days of solution, not days of darkness where darkness is going to overtake light. I decree Isaiah 60, one through four, that the light and the glory is beginning to arise in God's people. And that's why I really appreciate your program, because when I look at Speak Life, that's what this is about. It's the beginning. It's not the end. And so so whatever whatever, with any ministry, I don't care if it's teaching, I don't care whatever ministry you have a calling you have a plan and a purpose. And I tell people what our bishop always says, Bishop Hammond, as long as there's breath in you, you have a purpose. Yes. And God has kept you alive on planet Earth in 2022 for a divine kingdom purpose. And we're all going to begin to discover new levels of anointing and graces and giftings as we move mm. forward. With the sign, um, let me put it this way, the times that we're living in right now, mm-hmm. such division, we see this this war that's going on yeah. and, 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 and we see this spirit trying to suppress and trying to keep the truth because the truth now is really coming forth. Yeah. And this spirit is trying to suppress this as much as it's been trying to do. Mm. And I think that this year, 2022 is a very pivotal year. And I think you said it was 21 years later, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's yeah. very interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seven goes into that pretty evenly, yeah, three, three times. Three times, yeah. And, and that right there speaks to me of not only a complete order of what God is doing, mm-hmm. okay, but it speaks of his rest and it speaks that, hey, I said it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I believe that we are about to see the beginning of this great end time harvest that yeah. God prophesied and told us about in his word yeah that that former rain though it was so good everyone the latter rain is so much better 
Yeah. This is the season of harvest, the time of harvest. Well, you, you so said beautiful. the former rain, the latter rain, and, and he said, and that day I'll pour out the former rain and the latter rain together, together. in the first month. And so right. there's that threefold chord. But, you know, I believe mm-hmm. I believe God's about to show his power. Uh, you know, there, this generation that's coming up right now has not seen some of the things that you and I saw when yeah. we were young. Yeah. Uh, we're still young. But when we were younger, <laughs> when I we were say. younger, let's yeah. put it like that. And uh, you know, uh, we've seen the power of God move. I've seen some things that are just undeniable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you see someone pulled out of a wheelchair that's been in a wheelchair for years, you know, or right. I remember watching um, uh, uh, a, a minister pull on uh, the toes of someone who had no bones in their feet, mm-hmm. and uh, and pulling on their toes, and it was. It was an absurd thing to watch, uh, but suddenly they had bones and they got up and started running, yeah. which they could not walk prior yeah. to that. And so, yeah. you know, I believe it's time for the church to see God's power on full display. And, you know, just like Jesus, when he was standing outside of Capernaum, he spoke and he said, you evil prince, you've exalted yourself over a nation, but now you'll be brought down to Hades. Mm-hmm. I believe what we're, what we're about to see is not only signs, wonders, and miracles, but demonic powers, demonic princes right. that have been illegitimately ruling in this nation. I believe they will be brought down. Right. And just like the Lord showed me, Satan falling like bolts of lightning, uh, rapidly right. cast down. It's right. not, I mean, that bolt of lightning... Uh, talks about the swift power of God. And uh, I believe it's going to happen, and we're going to do our part in making things change. And the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Because the church brings tremendous blessing to our lives. And and really, the church is the avenue by which we truly find our identity in Christ. And, um, you know, I remember years ago, this particular passage of Scripture, I read it probably many times, but it really just became a revelation in my heart and uh, it's in the uh, uh, book of psalms psalm 118 26 i'll read it to you blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord from the house of the lord we bless you and um and i look at my life you know and i'm sure you too pastor money yes you know i got saved i got saved jesus saved my soul uh but really it was the church that saved my life you know, once you accept Christ into your life, where do you go? Who do you meet with? Um, where do you find people that will help you uh, to get delivered from things of the past and, and help you to find your identity in Christ? Uh, I love the local church. Uh, I believe that Jesus died for the church, uh, and he's coming back for the church. And in and, and this time that we're living in, we need a church now more than ever. I, I don't know how you can be a Christian without mm. the local church. Um, you know, when when I look back at my life, you know, I attribute everything that's good in my life to Jesus Christ. But I can't separate God from the church because the church is, is what changed my life, truly. It mm. was watching how Christians should live. It was being discipled and, and taught the Word of God and and, uh, and just being together with people because, you know, as you know, when, when you're not saved, you're hanging out with the wrong people. And, you know, poor company corrupts good character, the Bible says. <clears throat> and the church 
is what changes that. You come into a family. You come into an opportunity to make right relationships. And you come into the opportunity to, to do something for God. Um, you know, I believe that a healthy church is a healthy people coming together, actually serving the Lord and making opportunity for others to come into the church and to have their lives changed, their marriages healed. Um, where would we raise our kids if it wasn't for the, the local church? You know, what you said, Pastor Marty, I, I really believe that this whole COVID thing has has brought a lot of destruction to uh, local churches that don't understand the importance of the gathering of the brethren. You know, we know the Bible tells us, don't forsake the assembly of the brethren. Don't forsake coming together. And there's a reason for that. Because we, there's no way we can live uh, as strong believers, isolated and separate from one another. And I even agree. when people... You know, people say sometimes, Pastor Marty, oh, you know, I have God in my life. I, I just need God. I don't really need a church. Well, I, first of all, where do you find that in the Bible? And right. secondly, that is so untrue. Yes. You know, even as a strong even as a strong believer, you know, I tell people in our church, you know, when we go on vacation, um, you know, if you miss church more than a couple of weeks, you start realizing that your spirituality starts to slide. You know, yes. Um, and I didn't realize that even as a you know believer for over 40 years, being a pastor, um, the importance of the gathering, being in a, up, in a place where there's faith combined with other people. You know, God inhabits the praises of his people. Yes. And, uh, and that's, the local, that's the local church. Yes. And to discount the church <clears throat> and say, well, I just need God, don't need the church. I think that's one of the greatest deceptions. And I really believe the Bible says, uh, Doc talks about doctrines of demons. And I would think that's probably a doctrine of demons because the devil hates the church. He hates the church. Yeah. I believe he hates the church because the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And you, you still minister to uh, a lot of the military. and um, uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I really found, Marty, that um, those who serve in the, in the military are often overlooked um, in the consciousness of the church. Mm. Uh, most people have a misunderstanding regarding how they are, quote, ministered to. They assume that they have their own chaplains, their own churches, and that that's sufficient, but nothing could be further from the truth. So, when I uh, began to work with the SEAL community in Coronado, uh, one of the things I noticed is the exceptional rate of dysfunctionalism in these great men and uh, obviously their families as well. So um, we decided that we would dedicate our lives to them from a civilian standpoint uh, so that we could help them um, it really helps when you're outside of their career. You're not, you don't have to report to any of their commanding officers or anything. So they can come to you and they can tell you anything. Mm -hmm. And that really became something that was uh, unique. To this day, I can't change my phone number because I get calls every day from people in war zones and battle areas. And 
men who've retired and are struggling, suicidal people. Someone would say, well, why have you been able to do that? Well, look, the, the thing about ministering to people that are hard to reach is, number one, you have to be authentic. Number two, you have to represent God's perspective, no matter how they act toward you. It's so good. And, and then the third thing that has made us so successful among all the special operations community is um, if, if one guy trusts you, they're all going to trust you. We, we, God gives us the ability to influence others. Mm-hmm. And if we learn to use it right, whether we're in wealth or success, people go, well, I want to get under them so yes. I can learn how to make money. And so I think we really need to like see that as a business person that you may be successful, but there's, that's really not the big picture. The big picture is you're, you have influence and the woman at the well she had great influence. Yes. She just got it all messed up. And then Jesus, the word was there waiting on her. And I like Marty where he, he Jesus wanted to know he, he could have made a, um, a jar appear for him to get his own water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He but could have he done anything. Knew. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think um, as a leader, and as he was, he wanted to show her that I, I need you. And and that made her feel like, oh, I, maybe I am somebody. So mm. as a, in leadership, I, I listen and I try to get on the same level and understand what they've been through, even at work. See, yeah. it's the same thing. It's just a little different. One of the things that we have to realize that first and foremost is God is not reactionary. He does not just uh, what God does is not necessarily determined uh, by just what man may do in his ignorance or stupidity. And mm-hmm. the reality is there's, I mean, darkness has always been in the earth. Yes. Uh, darkness started, you know, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, of course, we know that they sinned. Uh, Eve was deceived and they were taken out of the garden at Cain and Abel and, then the next thing you know, Cain is killing his brother Abel. Yeah. Uh, evil, you know, we, we can see the presence of evil right there whenever yeah. a brother will kill his own brother. Yeah. That's as not as evil as you can get. Yeah. So evil's always been there. And think about this. Uh, God could have sent Jesus. The Father could have sent Jesus at any t- moment in time. However, he sent Jesus. He chose a time whenever actually Jerusalem is under the rule of the Roman Empire. Mm. And when there's all sorts of wickedness that's going on yeah. in the streets of Jerusalem, uh, about any and every kind of perversion that's known to man took place in the Roman Empire. Yes. So God takes and says, that this is the time that I am going to send my only begotten son to bring salvation. We always have to realize that God's answer to darkness is not darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God's answer to darkness is light. Yeah. And so if you think about this at the moment of creation, what does God do? It, it doesn't say uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and, and the earth and the earth was without form and darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And, and God said, wow, it sure is dark out here. You know, right. <laughs> uh, here's some darkness to go along with it. No, God stepped out into the midst of darkness and he began to speak. He said, let there be light. Yes. So 
God always calls those things which be not as though they were. Yes. He, he begins to declare the end from the beginning. Yes. Uh, Ezekiel. Um, God takes Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. Death is everywhere. You only have the evidence of where life once existed. Bones are scattered everywhere. Yes. And there's no existence of life whatsoever. And then God says, Ezekiel, don't, don't make commentary on the dryness of the bones. Mm. Don't talk about the death that you see. What I want you to do is begin to declare life, begin to prophesy life. And one of the things we have to realize is that I, we, I believe that God, there is always a remedy that he sends for every bad situation. Yes. There, he is he's a God of restoration. He is a God of restitution. Mm. He's a God that brings a remedy in the midst of bad situations. And so God's remedy for evil, God's remedy for sin is not, I'm going to now knock you over the head <laughs> with a, a club and you're going to feel the pain and you're going to, you're going to, you know, there's vindication that is coming, you know, no, all the sin of humanity that was going on and all the wickedness of the Roman empire, God sends his only son to bring salvation, to deliver people out of the mess that they were in. Mm -hmm. I really believe that our greatest days are yet ahead as the body of Christ. Our greatest days are upon us right now. And I believe we have a prime opportunity uh, to begin to step into the midst of situations and begin to be the light in the midst of darkness. If we depend upon the Lord and not lean to the arm of the flesh. Well, Bishop, just take a minute and speak a blessing over our audience before you go. And, okay. uh, and we'll just receive it. Amen. All right. Amen. Father God, right now, as Pastor Paul prayed for the Ephesians in Ephesians 1, 17, 18, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation rest upon each one, he said, so they may know their calling and understand you know, what your great inheritance is in them. And as it says in verse 20, what is the exceeding greatness of the power made available to us who believe and Lord, you gave the power of the Holy Spirit to us. You got, you got, we have the Holy Spirit in us. You did everything by the Holy Spirit. I release the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I impart the desire to be effective and productive for God. I let your, let that flame flame up and may you be consumed with the zeal of the Lord because Isaiah prophesied the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. If you've been lackadaisical, confused, uh, shake yourself, lose yourself, get pray in tongues, shout, rejoice in the Lord, get in the word and get forward, shake off everything would hinder and let's go forward because God's raising up an army, God's raising up a militant, victorious, overcoming church that he's going to use to finalize prophecies and fulfill with it. And I release you to be have that destiny, find your place and don't let anybody take your crown. Move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take a moment, write your comments, share the broadcast like us on social media. Let's keep the message of hope and, and the voice of the Lord, the voice of the prophetic, uh, that force of his power releasing the captives and setting free uh, those that are bound, uh, that powerful voice of the Lord that shifts everything from chaos to divine order. Let's keep that going. Amen. Uh, we look forward to being with you next week right here on Speak Life. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. 
Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Oh, 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 oh,